Welcome everyone to WKIF. My name is Max, lifelong wrestling fan, and we are here this week to talk about, oh my god, the UWF. <sighs> and that's not all in the, the UWF. Uh, the UWF Black Jack Brawl, the final show the UWF ever produced. Uh, before we get into it, though, I should introduce my co-host, the man who is with me every week, the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour, the one, the only, former GWF announcer, Greg Johnson! Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, I just wanted to go the opposite way. Yes. Because what I really wanted to say is, Welcome to KIWKIF Wrestling Network, the greatest wrestling show you've oh ever had! Thank I'm you, sorry. Herb. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, Tanya, in case yes. you were wondering, yes, Herb Abrams did die of a, of a cocaine-induced heart attack. I'm not kidding. It's Somehow I'm true. not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, let's introduce our guest, because you just uh, heard me say her name, so Greg, take I? it away. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to us from a corona-filled lockdown in Jacksonville, Florida... We call it a corona-filled lockdown because the RNC is going to be there soon. Mm-hmm. So she's going to need to be locked down. But we like the fact that she's in a safe place with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Tanya! Oh, Ooh. not that Tanya. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> Love hearing my name yelled like that. That's great. Glad to do it. That's wrestling. So, <laughs> yes. Okay. I have some thoughts before we go. Get and by the way, when into... I said Corona filled lockdown, I meant beer. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get into the UWF Blackjack Brawl. Yes. I have seen some terrible things in wrestling. <laughs> I watched the Katie Vick video happen yeah. live. I watched Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Yes. Or Judy Bagwell on a pole, as we um, like to call yes. it. Yes. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite this bad. I think this may be worse than Heroes of Wrestling. I, I think you're, you're right. In the stratosphere um, of wrestling, we can't call it a pay-per-view because it was free to those great subscribers of Sports mm-hmm. Channel America. This rates a... Uh, I don't think you can rate it. No. And I realize why I'd never heard of the UWF. Um, and so you brought it to my attention because I didn't get Sports Channel. Um, <laughs> my family in New York, Sports Channel was the channel that carried the Mets, and my family was a Yankees family, so uh-huh. we didn't pay for it. That's why I'd never heard of, of this show because this was before the internet. Um, you know, they only had one pay per view, they didn't advertise outside of the Sports Channel, as far as I can tell. Um, so Th- those yeah. of us who were in the business knew about it because all of us were sitting there wondering, what in the heck is this guy doing? And yeah. how is he doing it? That's, I shouldn't say I, I, I had not heard of it until you brought it to my attention because Mick Foley did write about it in one of his autobiographies, I think the first one. Um, and he's on this show, as we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's... Oh. I'm so, so Tanya, sorry that, b- b- Tanya, before, that we, do before we get going, what did you think you were getting into before you turned on the blackjack brawl? Uh, 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 well, um, so I knew I had this video to watch, right. and I knew that I have not watched wrestling since 
I don't know, like the 80s. You know, when I was a kid, okay. you know, the, the heyday of wrestling, Junkyard sure. Dog was like my favorite back in the day. And the Von Erichs. Oh, um, you're from ooh. the South. <laughs> yeah. are, you from, are, you from, are you from Texas? No, no, no. I've, oh, I've lived most of my life here in Jacksonville. Ah. Yeah, so I was thinking it was going to be something along those lines, you know, and I'm really glad to hear you both say that this is an example of not good wrestling. <laughs> because when I we started just watching it... a Mid-South show for you instead. Damn it. I probably, I mean, that was a long time ago. Sure. <laughs> so I don't know that I would have recognized anybody. Right. Although I, I thought it was interesting that there were several wrestlers from Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like a four hour drive south of me. Cool. So I'm guessing, Tanya, most of your wrestling, although, yeah, with the Von Eric shoot, still get it. Yeah. Most of your wrestling sounded like this brother, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> mean, mean Gene Green, wasn't, wasn't that his name? Oh, I, well, you, you're thinking of Mean Gene Oakland. I was thinking Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley. Who who did championship wrestling from Florida for many years. Oh, well, see, I never, I don't, I don't know what we watched, but it had all of the big names, you know. It right. had Hulk Hogan, and I was thinking about this earlier, trying to remember who I remembered. Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, Macho Man, Randy Savage, oh, Junkyard okay. Dog, Tatanka. Um, well, Dusty Joker. Rhodes. My mom loved Dusty Rhodes. Oh Dusty. my god. Dusty baby loving and curly he wheel, a son of a plumber. <laughs> baby. I don't know of anybody who doesn't do a Dusty impersonation. I know. I don't, but you know. <laughs> well, we'll get you working on that not that Tanya he wheel. All right. <laughs> okay. So we we start with an opening package which is a press conference. It's just Immediately, Herb is completely out of his... You can tell how much... Oh, I should give some background before we start. I should give some background. The UWF was a promotion that ran four years, 1990 to 1994. It was uh, created by this guy named Herb Abrams, who had no wrestling uh, background or knowledge, but a ton of money and apparently a lot of cocaine. A lot, Um, (laughs) And he was able to sign a TV deal and sign some fairly big names... I think they were past their prime, but, you know, they were decent names. And this show was the last show they ever ran. The The, uh, deal with SportsCenter just ran out after this. The biggest name that they signed when they started was Bruno Sammartino, because Bruno had been the face of the WWWF for so many years with Vince McMahon Sr. and was the champion when Vince McMahon Jr., or the current Mr. McMahon, was the announcer and yep. so he was the face of he was the face of the WWF right and everyone thought of him being totally synonymous so when herb signed him just to be a commentator there were some waves around wrestling going wait a minute how is he getting this guy to do things yeah you notice he wasn't on this show no, he was not. They actually mentioned that. He was being honored by the Italian-American Association in Pittsburgh, California. Of course he was. Um, <laughs> I really did think, though, that they said audit. I was like, why yes, did they audit it people? Sound like this. <laughs> okay. Well, we tell you, it's, it's, uh, we salute you, but we're auditing you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, the opening package is, and again, just to show how out of his depth 
Herb is, instead of doing, like, you know, highlights from previous matches or, uh, you know, a fiery promo, it's a press conference. It's, you know, Jim Brunzel sitting at a microphone talking about how he likes putting on his yellow and black trunks. Not making any of that up. That's your <laughs> opening package. Oh, and Ludwig Borga, who can barely speak English. Um, Ludwig Borga, yes. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, as he's known in this promotion, Finnish Thor. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the That's first because after he was hit, he was very Thor. Yeah. Thank you, good night, everybody. <laughs> the first thing I wrote down was Herb has too much energy. Um, and then uh, Herb introduces Blackjack Mulligan, who you cannot hear because there are audio problems all over this show. That was terrible. And um, Herb is a full foot and a half shorter than Blackjack Mulligan and is trying... And, Blackjack does not have his own mic, so Herb is, like, holding a mic up to the middle of Blackjack's chest so you cannot hear a word he's saying. Now, let me explain something, and this is where I'll bring my insight in, Max. Okay. The television crew, and if you watched The Dark Side of the Ring, you would have actually uh, seen a little bit of this. The oh, did they do a Dark Side episode. on this one? Oh, yes. Oh, and it is incredible. If you get a chance to to see Vice and Dark Side of the Ring on Herb Abrams, it is one of the best episodes ever. Cool. The production company basically wanted to be paid before anything ever started. As you might, considering how many checks that Herb bounces. So Herb writes him a check about an hour before the show. So, if things weren't working properly, it's probably the, A, quality of the production company, and B, the fact that they weren't sure they were going to be working in the first place. Right. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, And then we're introduced to our uh, announced team, the Golden Greek and Carlo Gianelli. Um, Possibly and, the worst announcing team, and oh I, and, and I know so I know some people don't like me. I know some people thought I was a little bit too over the top. Easily the worst announcing team, only to be topped by the world's worst ring announcer. Yes, Mr. Rock and Roll himself, oh Mr. Excitement, Steve, Steve Rossi. Rossi. Oh, Lord. Ladies we'll and gentlemen, into... give him a hand. Come on, bring him up. Give him a hand. Come we'll on. Come on, people. <laughs> Let's hear it for him. <laughs> Come on, you can do better than that. <laughs> give him a hand. Uh, we'll get into Steve Rossi. Give him a hand. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, I no. I need both the... of mine, though. <laughs> Yeah, these guys were just about as bad as uh, Randy Rosenblum and Dutch Mantel. Actually, I'm going to give the edge to these guys because the other team at least had Dutch Mantel. But remember, Um, John Tolis was one of the greatest 35 years ago with his brother. Right. Um, (laughs) The greatest what? Uh, uh, Greek in wrestling? Maybe? I don't know. Spiros (laughs) Arion would probably argue that. Here's the incredible thing about Steve Rossi. Rossi was part of a comedy team with sure. Marty Allen yeah, called Rossi, Rossi and, Allen. and Allen. Yeah. And they were a phenomenal comedy team. I, Too I'm bad the guessing... Kangol hat took every bit of brain away from Steve <laughs> Rossi to do this particular I, event. I'm guessing just because this show was in Vegas, they just 
you know, tried to find a comedian that was in Vegas for the weekend who was be willing to do uh, their ring announcing. That's all I could think of. I never would have had any idea that he was a comedian. I mean, none. He read horribly. <laughs> I mean, he didn't try to throw any jokes in there. It was, it was bad. Well, Tanya, here, here's the joke. He was there. <laughs> and he's another one. Can't hear him at first either. Yeah. Um, Let's so. hear it for him. Bring him on. Uh, so the first match is for the America's Championship. And like 80% of the matches were for championships. Of course they were um, for made up I titles. I thought that was very odd. Yeah. Um, and it's Johnny Ace before he would go on to... Uh, Johnny Ace, how are you, everybody? Before he'd go on to book for WWF, or WWE. People power! Uh, and he's taking on Dangerous Dan Spivey before he'd go on to uh, inspire Bray Wyatt. Um, and Johnny is managed by our old friend Missy Hyatt. Uh, Missy Hyatt, you know, Missy and I have known each other for so long. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, Missy, uh, for some reason wore a, a latex outfit that was so dangerous for Las Vegas that we had to cover it up the whole time. <laughs> and I still don't know why. Was oh, the skirt God. too short? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the only thing I can imagine. Was she wearing a latex outfit? I didn't, I didn't even know that. She was wearing a latex mini dress. Yeah. Right. And, somebody, and, um, and covered it with a letter jacket from Johnny Ace. One of the announcers says, is she wearing my car bumper? Um, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> that was great. Um, uh, oh, Dan Spivey gets knocked out uh, to the outside at some point and knocks over a table. Instead of like putting him through the table, they just kind of have him knock it over. Um, <laughs> and the comment from uh, Carlos, that Missy Hyatt, you gotta feel for her. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and, oh, only to be topped by John Tolas saying, you know, uh, they can, uh, you know, Carlos, they can just smell that belt around their waist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, if it's an old belt, I wouldn't want to smell it anywhere. Actually, <sighs> gross. <laughs> it's just bad. Um, and yeah, it's it has the weirdest finish. Missy throws in the towel. Why was she allowed this? to do that? Is that like I, so? I have questions because I don't watch wrestling. I was really confused a lot of the time. I'm like, what, well, leaving the ring? The Is that something that's allowed? You know, just to go hang out outside the ring for however. And then she threw in the towel. And I'm like, wait, did, can she do that? How, how does that work? Okay, the manager is allowed to be at ringside unless specifically banned by the commissioner. Um, and they're not supposed to interfere in a match, but they always do when the referee's back is turned. Right. Um, the throwing in the towel thing, that was a new one on me. I've okay. never seen that in a wrestling match. Craig, have you ever seen that finish before? Uh, I have, actually. Um, okay. Uh, actually, uh, MJF did it with... Um, oh, that's right. MJF did it with... Um, um, God, <laughs> hello, Cody. Uh, MJF yeah. did it with Cody just recently. Yeah, it's okay. it's it, it's from the boxing throwing in the towel. Right, it's the right. same idea, except this was a T-shirt <laughs> apparently yeah. that Missy had, and uh, and she threw it in on an abdominal stretch, which uh, Tanya, I'll tell you, that's known by most people by the term rest hold. That's a rest hold, yeah. <laughs> okay. But but she was double crossing Johnny Ace. She was. <gasps> 
destroy How could she possibly do that? I'm such an attractive man. <laughs> oh, by the way, the mullets on this show are just beautiful. Oh, oh. I have never seen so much, so many fabulous mullets oh in my, my life. I mean, and that's a note that I put like way down somewhere. About, <laughs> I just couldn't believe how many mullets there were. And uh, that finish causes Herb to go absolutely crazy. <laughs> he uh, enters it, the it, ring. It, and this, this was mine. Come here, Dad, spy me! I want to know what's going on. You're not kidding. I'm cross. And I had his cocaine level at ten at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> he really started it at ten. <laughs> yeah. And it was known from the dark side, dark side of the ring, that he was coked up at the beginning and yeah. did it all through the show, oh, which sure. might explain why, <laughs> as the show went on, it made less and less sense. <laughs> Okay, that does give some context. So before we finish this match, Max, mm-hmm. you got to give it up for Steve Rossi. Let's hear it for him. Oh, okay, come on. <laughs> because Johnny Ace, who won the match, but is now the dirty double cheating double cross as he's exiting the ring. Steve Rossi goes, "How about it for Johnny Ace, ladies and gentlemen?" <laughs> yeah, How about I know. It? How he about kept it? doing that all night. He kept like. Uh, uh, he kept so let me let, over the heels. Tanya, was... let me translate that for you. You ready for the translation? Sure. Hey, everybody, cheer for the guy you should boo for because he's yes. an awful man, but <laughs> let's hear it for him. Right. Exactly. Is there a cat somewhere? I hear a cat. Yes. Do I need Aww. to uh, no, no, go close my door? Sweet. She cries a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm much looser than... Uh, you mean show. you made her watch the show, too? <laughs> <laughs> I think she was in the room with me for a little bit of it. Oh, uh, Carlo, by the way, completely screws up the recap of this show, of this match. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> he claims, the, he claims uh, uh, that Johnny Ace won. Um, and, then, and then he introduces Herb, realizing that the yeah. <laughs> Carlos goes, and now let's get into our first match, which yeah. had already happened. <laughs> and then introduces Herb, and and then uh, John Tola says, a female double crosses a guy for the first time in history. Uh, hold on a sec. Let me see. Uh, Adam and Eve, maybe? <laughs> They've never watched wrestling before. Um. Yeah, I was I was a little bothered by that that first break. Can't tr- what did he say? Can't trust a woman, especially Can't a beautifully a, a beautiful woman. Yeah. Yeah. Keep Ugh. feeling misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then we're promised a, uh, uh, an interview with uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig that doesn't yes. happen. And it doesn't happen. I was so annoyed at that. <laughs> now, you have uh, to realize that Herb actually promoted a wrestler. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I may Google it while you all are talking. Uh, but okay. he actually promoted a wrestler that was dead. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, uh, then we got the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. Because the because a regular heavyweight is just too old. <laughs> right. <laughs> And this is Mondo versus Jack Anthony, who alternately <laughs> is referred to Wild Man and Wild Cat. Well, um, here, here's, here's the funny thing, Max, and I'm yeah. not calling you out. It's funny okay. that you said Mondo against Jack Anthony. Right. Because it was Mondo Guerrero versus Wild Man Jack Armstrong. Armstrong, not it. Oh, but, 
both on the Chiron and with the announcers, he became Gureo. Mondo Gureo. Gureo, yes. <laughs> and yeah, Wild Man Jack only Armstrong. the most famous wrestling family from Mexico. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. And then Wild Jack, Man Jack Armstrong, Armstrong is a grizzled veteran from yes. the Los Angeles area, who the only other time I had ever seen him was on California Championship Wrestling. Okay, and so he wasn't related to Bob and Brad. And correct, that. correct. And uh, California Championship Wrestling was known until I saw this show for having the worst announcer of all time <laughs> in the name of Barry Richards. And Barry Richards was a DJ from L.A. And he would say, hi, I'm BR, and I'm saying au revoir for California Championship Wrestling. Oof. And that was his sign-off. Oh. Oh, God rest BR. Okay, but yes, I don't know if he's dead, though. (laughs) Jack Armstrong versus Mondo Guerrero. Not Guerrero. Guerrero. Guerrero, yeah. Um, Oh, and yes, right, again, Jack Armstrong, alternately wild man or wild cat. They can never settle on that. And Mondo's entrance music (laughs) is Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, it is. It's not even the actual Rico Suave song. It's the Weird Al Yankovic parody. Taco I didn't even Grande. catch that. Yep. Oh. Damn it. Um, and Mondo does a really weird pose when he gets into the ring. And he's wearing a bandolero for some reason. <laughs> because that's what you do. Yeah. Um... And then how long did those commentators... Do you know Spanish? Do you know Spanish? I know Spanish. <laughs> Amigo, senorito, ta- senorita, taco. Taco. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's the kind of joke that, like, Jerry Lawler could pull off. You know? <laughs> but it wasn't Jerry Lawler. No, but it wasn't Jerry Lawler. Yeah, it was the exactly. Golden Greek who apparently doesn't know... Uh, let me see. Feta cheese? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Euro? Hey, I can speak Greek. Yeah. <laughs> Spanakopita. Spanakopita! Mm. Opa! <laughs> By uh, the way, it, 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 and if things weren't bad enough, if you look in the background, can you see Herb's god-awful yellow jacket, which yes. I guess he thought was an ABC sports blazer? Yes. No, yeah. not quite, Herb. I can go to Holy Moly and watch that now. <laughs> it was so big on him, it almost looked like a trench coat. It did. <laughs> Well, he had to keep his cocaine somewhere. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I finally remembered to bring it with me, uh, by the way, uh, Max. Your cocaine? Uh, And and I will debut it later in the show. Awesome. That that sounds really provocative, but it's not really. (laughs) Keep him listening. (laughs) Um, Yes, Jack wins this one and then calls Herb a sick bastard. (laughs) You think? Which is great. Okay, then we get a, a promo by a guy named Sunny Beach. <laughs> Sunny Beach! Which is, the audio is so bad that you can still hear the announcers over Sunny's promo. You could hear um, it over every commercial break, too. Yeah. Yeah, I ended uh, up skipping most of the commercials because I just couldn't. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Then you, yeah, so you don't want the that, Jeff Foxworthy video? You, or, or Jeff your, Foxworthy. I forgot about that guy. What about your Nolan Ryan first day of issue stamp? <laughs> I know. And how to build a log cat or the whatever log cabin magazine. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think oh, they just man. repeated the commercials after a while because I think so. when I was looking in the thumbnails, nothing looked new. 
Now, uh, we've gone all the way through the match. We haven't gotten to the ending yet, but we do have a question. Okay. Who is the bald guy, and why don't we ever know who he is? Oh, yeah, that's true. Who is uh, the bald guy? And and because I love Steve Rossi. How about it for Wild Jack Armstrong? He's a mean (laughs) one. Let's get rocking and rolling, everybody. All right, so yes. The and he's done is, five marathons, and uh, Jack has done five marathons, five by the marathons. way. We feel like we've done a marathon already, and we're only in the second match. Right. Indeed. Yes. Sonny Beach is taking on Dr. Feelgood, who is also managed by Missy Hyatt. Did they only have one manager? Uh, I no? believe so. Uh, uh, w- only one that they could fit in the one outfit that didn't fit. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, that, you know, that stands to reason doctor he has a nurse manager that's that's obvious that's now, fucking 101 i mean um Max, it's just how, weird. how tall is missy would uh, you guess even in even in maybe four inch heels at the time because people weren't wearing six inch heels at the time five six maybe yeah did you know dr feelgood was six foot seven god yes <laughs> she comes up to his shoulder <laughs> six foot seven ladies and gentlemen this is this is for the TV title, by the way. Yes, and and, and, and of course, of Steve Rossi. What does he say when he introduces Doctor Feelgood and Missy Hyatt? I don't remember. Uh, what does he say? I didn't write that. At six foot seven, yeah, Doctor Feelgood yeah. and Missy Hyatt. Let's hear it for these two incredible <laughs> talents. Yeah. Was oh, he just talking and... about Missy? Right. <laughs> I was waiting for Tanya to just. Take that one. <laughs> Did we lose Tanya? Tanya, are you there? I think we lost. Oh, Tanya. sorry, I had to cough oh. and I muted. And apparently, I took. <laughs> oh, okay. take it off. Sorry. She's like, oh. Oh, "What are you talking about? Two incredible talents." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Missy. Is two incredible talents, right? Uh, I don't oh, know. That hair was pretty big. Yeah, that was great. That hair. <laughs> 1994. It was a little past the peak. Big hair years. I thought um, it would be a little past the mullet stage yeah, too, I think but so. I mean, Doctor Feelgood's hair was—I mean, there just aren't words for that mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. And that is only oh, surpassed the- by allegedly the length of his fingernails, Ugh. because when you saw him scraping the back of yeah. Sunny Beach. Those fingers were devastating through that neoprene wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, um, but later it was vibrating time for Sunny Beach. Yes. Yes. What this is, is vibrating time? During the entrance, they pan across the crowd. There's like 200 people in the crowd, but they've put in so much crowd noise. So much. Um, it's so obvious. Um, now here's the here's the interesting and part of that. The, the announcers keep calling attention to how small the crowd is <laughs> by claiming, "Oh, the crowd's really getting into this one. Listen to them." Um, <laughs> and that's the part where they don't sweeten it. Um, <laughs> and and this arena would go on to host a very famous pay-per-view called Double or Nothing from sure. AEW where they did fill the place. Yes. And they were jokingly calling it about 20,000, but it's a, it's about a 13, 14,000 seat arena. Yeah. Yes, he couldn't get 200. Yeah. I, I wonder if it... I, oh, I know what it was. 
I absolutely know why the people didn't show up. Why? There are a bunch of K-pop kids that went in and they, they <laughs> requested tickets. <laughs> and <laughs> that wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> I think the match just the show just sucked, but um, <laughs> I really thought it was awesome. interesting that on that one side of the ring, it looks like there are two rows of people, and then you yeah. can see nothing but empty seats yeah. behind it. Yeah. The only and, thing I could keep seeing is the I UWF love... banner swinging back and forth. And <laughs> oh, is that what that yes. was? Yes. <laughs> it was the pendulum. <laughs> but Tanya, you're right. I love that. That's the side where they decide to put the hard camera, which is the camera that most of the angles are going to be with. <laughs> They're just going to call attention to how small this. It was thing so is. bad. Um. Oh, and the ring mic turns on during this match. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you can hear the body slams. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, usually in um, pro wrestling. There's a, a mic under the ring so it sounds more devastating apparently somebody got around to turning it on during the third match on the card um and that was max giving away the business yes yes um, the sad thing is tanya doesn't know half these voices that i'm doing no. and she'd be laughing if she knew what they were but then again she's laughing anyway yeah yeah, I have um, no idea. Oh, Missy hit Sonny with her shoe at one point. Yes, that was yeah. the hardest shot of the entire match. <laughs> yes. And then, and then what was she doing? She She's like, oh, I'm just, I'm sniffing my shoe? Like, yeah, to cover it up? I, well, Tanya, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Well, I Missy actually, did go on to run a fetish website. I'm yes. I'm making that up, so. Yeah. And Missy spent my thir- 30th birthday with me. She took me out for my 30th birthday, and there was yeah. no talk of sniffing shoes. Apparently. <laughs> that's that's actually true, Tanya. She did take me out for my thirtieth birthday. All right. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Did she throw in the towel on you too? <laughs> hey now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Missy and I were purely platonic. Yes. Didn't want to catch anything. Anyway, so, like, I was say, so you were the one person in wrestling during the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that would be the yeah. one that said no. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Um, by the way, let's let's talk about the liquid that was uh, that was brought out by Doctor Feelgood. Allegedly to, chloroform. I, I've never seen uh, chloroform in a dark uh, brown. Yeah. I was very. I'm like, are they are they going to gas them with iodine? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it did look like iodine. Between that and the Freebird cream, I don't know what yeah. is more effective. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah, but but the spots reversed, so Sunny Beach winds up winning because he chloroforms uh Dr. Feelgood right in front of the ref and does not get de- disqualified for it. Um Ridiculous. And what and what is Missy's complaint afterwards? I don't recall. I want a championship belt, Herb! Yeah. I want oh, a yeah. championship belt! <laughs> she was so right. it! I want one! That's not and Missy's then, voice, but it sounds good. And then Blackjack Mulligan fires her on air, but Why again, not? you can't hear him, so it's very confusing. I'm getting um, rid of the both of you. Yes. Yeah. But they show up later in the show, so yes, apparently that didn't stick. Yeah, they fired them after the show. Yeah. You're fired so, as soon as this is over. 
Then okay. we go to the commercial break. Oh and my I, I want to talk about this commercial break because apparently Sid can't find the building. Hey, he's got <laughs> half the mind you do. Yeah. And um, uh, getting a picture of him on a t-shirt is like getting a baseball autograph from Nolan Ryan. Or yes. you could just order the first day of issue cover <laughs> earlier in the show. <laughs> I loved that. I, I loved that promo because that completely dates it to September of 1994 perfectly. Um, and then we get the ad for Log Home Living. Again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there's so many people out there living in log homes that they need to have a magazine about living in log homes. Yeah, and, and those who don't. was a few years away, so magazines could be about anything at the time. And this was before HGTV, too. So, yeah, you know, when everything point. became in fashion. Like tiny homes. Yeah. Um, oh, and then... Yeah, then we get Herb and Blackjack apologizing for Bruno not being there. And and where... Uh, who and is stealing Craig's gimmick. Uh-huh. They completely stole your gimmick. They mentioned wrestlers from other promotions. Yes, they did. did global. Uh, and I, I, um, I remarked other federations that wouldn't touch them. Yeah. Uh, but Bruno was being honored by the Italian American Association. But where was the Italian American Association? Pittsburgh, California. Pittsburgh, California, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That, that, that tracks. Not, sure. Not audited. I don't think yeah. they have an in and out in Pittsburgh, California. That's the one sad <laughs> thing about Pittsburgh. <laughs> and, and then Blackjack. <laughs> right. Blackjack calls him Dr. Death Steve Hogan. Well, you um, know, brothers, ha, we're spinning around. Well, Herb, Herb makes a huge point about pointing, pointing out how their stars are better than Flair and Hogan and Hart, which they're not. No. Nope. Um... <laughs> But then Blackjack says, yeah, they can't compare to Dr. Death Steve Hogan. So, <laughs> And my note here was, has Blackjack been getting into Herb's Coke? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, then we get the Southern States Championship. Uh, you know, when it comes to the Southern States Championship, I think you need to throw out all the record books. Yeah. Actually, there was a previous Southern State Champion. Well, there was the Western Heritage States. I remember that one. Yes. But there was a Southern States champion held not by Orton or anybody from Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Finland Thor. <laughs> I had no idea that Ludwig Borga had been around for that one. I mean, it was only a couple of years before his, his WWF time, but still, it was weird to see him. <laughs> and then, of course, before we get involved in the match, we have to go to my favorite character in the entire show, Mr. Rock and Roll, Mr. Uh, Mr. The Legend, Steve Rossi. Are you ready for <laughs> excitement? <laughs> excitement. Excitement. Uh, <laughs> the like more he says Kennedy. it, the more excited you are. Kennedy. So let's, here's Thor. Let's give him a big welcome here. He's a big man. Right. Let's get rocking like and rolling. His name was like Finland the Hellraiser Thor. The and Finland Hellraiser Thor. They couldn't decide on which name to call him throughout that. Like, even Steve Rossi uses all three at some point. Member FDIC, your mileage may vary. Some yeah. restrictions apply. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Cowboy Bob. Love him. Amazing to see his arm is healed. I think this is the only match I've ever seen where his arm wasn't in that cast. Um. He fought in a cast? 
Oh yeah, he had a, that yeah, was part yeah. of his gimmick. He had right. a cast because he his arm was perpetually had a broken arm. You know, they'd bring him into a, te- a promotion. Somebody would break his arm, and then he'd wrestle like the next ten weeks in a cast. So okay, um, but like the thing is, he was a bad guy, so he'd hit people with the cast. Of course, yeah. Um, and his son uh, Tanya now wrestles, and his name is Randy Orton. Randy Orton coming towards the end of his career as well. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I noticed that the Golden Greek at this point really just stops trying to pretend he's not Gorilla Monsoon and starts referring to Bob's kisser. Um. And those rights to the kidney look like amazingly shots to the stomach. But yes. you know, I can't. T- I can't tell a calf from a thigh. So there you go. Is there generally so much punching in wrestling? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking uh, I was they're, watching they're boxing fist, for a minute. Tanya. Open fist. That, oh. know, no punching. Open fist. That's gotcha. the old thing. Yeah. Um, uh, this one ends in a DQ. I don't remember why. A double DQ. And there was double a double DQ. That's right. And and then Thor goes on to beat Herb. And my right. fa- and let's get back to my favorite character, Steve Rossi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everybody shout that. Thor! Thor! Yes, he's demanding the crowd shout Thor again for the bad guy. And <laughs> I said, if that's an indication of things to come, well. <laughs> and then coming up next is the championship we can't talk about. Uh, we'll talk about it. Here's the thing it has been given, and I looked this up, it has been given, the, the, the championship has been given a name which nowadays is considered uh, something of an ableist slur. Um, but it involves. Um, wrestlers that are shorter in stature it's the karate kid versus little tokyo and i think the only note i have here is oh my god is this offensive (laughs) (laughs) my note was that it i thought wrestling wise just in my opinion of somebody who doesn't watch wrestling i thought it was one of the best matches (laughs) oh i agree (laughs) i mean here's the thing uh smaller there is a tradition of smaller wrestlers like that. Um, in the U.S., it was popular in, like, the 50s and 60s, and it's remained popular in Mexico. And it's surprisingly not as offensive as it could be. No, because they, um, give, they give them skills. Right. Yeah. And so, right. Like, there was a lot of skill in that match. very skilled wrestlers, yes. So I have no problem with the actual content of the match. The reason I wrote down, oh my god, is this offensive, is because the Golden Greek uses, calls Little Tokyo a racial slur. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, over and over. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And now um, we take a moment, as indicated by this. Nice. Tanya, yes. did you remember the interview that happened after this match? With Herb and Little Herb. Tokyo. I didn't see an interview. Oh, uh, oh, wait, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that short interview, house. yeah. <laughs> Be careful, it wasn't a short interview. Oh, right, it was um, a, an interview not very long brief. in length. Yeah, brief. very brief, very brief interview. So where would her uh, Tanya, where would Herb's cocaine level be at this moment? <laughs> um, he didn't stay at 10 the whole time? <laughs> no, there's, there's, you can go higher than 10. Okay. He's at a 15 by this point. Yeah, he was, he was definitely up there. And what did he want to do with Little Tokyo 
after the uh, uh, after the match. I wanted to take him out for sushi oh. and sake. Yes. Yes. And but then, that that was little Tokyo's idea. He said he was going to go drink sake. Yes. And then we have kompai. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know kompai? Yeah. And 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 he goes, "How do you know kompai?" And he goes, yeah. "I used to be married to a Japanese girl." Now this led uh. me, Tanya, to Google what kompai is because it sounded like the dirtiest thing ever. <laughs> so what is it? It just means cheers. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the way I used to be yeah. married to a Japanese guy. Yeah. yeah. We did kampai all the time. Really? Okay. Sure. All right. I trust you. I'll be over here. All right. <laughs> Blackjack uh, is there at the interview too, and on their way out, Steve Rossi again puts over the Karate Kid who lost the match. Let's hear from um, these gentlemen. Give me a hand. We get the merch commercial again, mm-hmm. and then we get a promo for Sid. The audio is completely gone from this promo. My note on this, he's never mm-hmm. made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Then we get, I love this. Samson, spelled S-A-M-P-S-O-N, versus the Irish Assassin, which is allegedly a revenge match but Samson is replacing Hercules. Mm-hmm. So who's getting revenge on whom <laughs> if he's a replacement wrestler? Um, I'm also guessing Hercules was not Hercules Hernandez, but just some other guy named Hercules. Actually, I think it was Hercules Hernandez. Oh, it no. was Hercules Hernandez. Okay, okay. And Samson, they introduce as being from Greece, but then throughout the match keep referring to him as being from Finland again. Um. I, I, I was confused on that. But I wasn't sure because I think maybe as I was watching every once in a while, I'd just kind of zone out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they they did say Finland a lot yes. yeah. in reference to Samson, which even Greece doesn't make sense because Samson is from Hebrew myth. Um, so it doesn't make a lot of the, the whole thing is a mess. Well, yes. Who was the Irish assassin, by the way? Who were a- either of these guys? <laughs> Uh, Samson actually did something. I I thought I'd looked it up. I'll I'll go back and and take a look while we're we're talking about stuff. But a uh, couple things about this, especially in this particular time, I was so inspired by the Golden Greek John Stolas message of togetherness in the middle of this match that made absolutely no sense. But by golly, it was such a beautiful thing. <laughs> <clears throat> and. When, when Carlos said, these fans are going crazy, I was looking directly into the crowd, and yes. nobody was saying a thing. <laughs> Were yes, they awake? Agreed. But agreed. I, d- I did uh, do some uh, looking into uh, why this was a revenge match. And it turns okay. out that in 1643, Finland had invaded Ireland. Ah. And there were Finland was joined by Greek forces to invade Ireland. So thus, this was a revenge match by the Irish assassin, who was actually from Northern Ireland. So the whole thing is confusing in the first place, but that's what it I, was. There was a war between the Greeks, the Finns, and the Irish, and it all led to absolutely nothing happening until this revenge match was able to settle the score between these great people. The best wrestling angles are ones that require you to have an intimate knowledge of 17th century European history. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a deep cut. Yeah. 
then we get a commercial for the 900 number in which you can talk to Sid. <laughs> 900 numbers. Uh, yeah. well, Remember uh, those. Yeah. yeah they now they're just called night show. flirts, aren't they? I think so. Pretty much. <laughs> I can't get wrestling news from them anymore, though. Uh, <laughs> I used to be on one of those things. Oh, my oh, gosh. Sure. It was like, why would anybody want to listen to me talk for two minutes? <laughs> Call the today. The Oakland of, of GWF. Um, and, okay. Then we get a promo, promo with Steve Ray. Not <laughs> oh Stevie Ray. Oh, um, God. And he's got some kids with him yes. at the casino. No. Um, and yeah, because there are always a bunch of kids in the casino. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... It's the dumbest promo I've ever seen. He just stints the camera and goes, You're seven feet tall, but you don't understand what life is all about. Here's some kids. This is what life is all about. This is why we wrestle. And it's the best mic promo of the evening, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, in this day and age, it was very disturbing to me. I don't yeah. know why. I just, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. It's just very disturbing. He's going to be taking on Tyler Maine, who was booked at seven feet tall. Um,. And Tyler would go on. His greatest fame would probably be as Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. This is um, true. Yeah. Oh. Never made it much in wrestling, but, you know. He's yeah, as a matter of fact, I think this was his last wrestling. Okay. He was the first one who I actually believed was seven feet tall. Okay. All, on all of the others, I just questioned the height that was given. I'm like, are you Are you sure? I think he really? legitimately might be about 6'10". Um He's, so, he's yeah. big, that's for sure. Yeah. But Oh, and Steve Ray's music is a weird mashup of every version of Wild Thing, <laughs> plus Beavis and Butthead. Um... It was very strange, I did note yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Thumb up, Beavis. Yeah! <laughs> like, there's Beavis, like, <laughs> again, dating it exactly to September 1994, there's Beavis and Butthead sound effects in his... Herb Abrams is on coke. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Beavis. That's part of the gimmick. <laughs> Another part of the gimmick is so much blonde hair. Oh, God, yeah. I've never seen so many blondes in such a short period of time outside of, I don't know, probably Baywatch or something. Well, after all, one of them was called Sunny Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> That's two. Um, Ring the bell. Oh, and when they fight to the outside, you can see the ref blatantly tell Tyler to get back in the ring. Not like in an admonishing way, but he's calling the move. Um, <laughs> um, I would... I was very interested in watching the refs during the whole thing because I don't I don't know any of the rules and they kept making all of these hand gestures and I'm like, are they actually doing something? Or is this part of what's scripted? They are conveying messages between wrestlers mostly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there's one that w where it's blatant, where he's yelling, get back in here. But it's not, he doesn't make it look admonishing, like he's counting him out. He, he, he look, you can tell he's setting up a move. Um, <clears throat> Are they supposed to be counted out when they're outside of the ring for a yes. certain period of time? Yes. Usually you have a 10, 10. some places 20. Oh wow! Twenty. Although this a long one, time. the 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 announcers on this one said eight. <laughs> um, 
Okay. They have a count of eight. Yeah. They have a count of eight. Why? Um, because that's all Herb could count to. Because he so, was up to a 20 at this point. Um, uh, oh, t- t- Tyler wins this one. And after the match, Herb hands him the belt. And this is the only time we've actually seen a belt change hands. What was so the far. belt? I'm trying to remember what the belt was for. Oh, I don't remember. This is... By the way, this was so memorable that if you picked up the DVD, it actually cut this match out. Really? Oh. <laughs> well, I thought that Wild Thing, I noted that he put himself out because he, like, threw himself into the ring in between his legs with his shoulders down. And I'm like, yeah. what What are you doing? And then he just drops down on him, and then he gets counted out. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was the MGM Grand Championship. Ah, yes, the MGM Grand Championship. Which I'm guessing... Very prestigious. I'm guessing that would mean if this show had continued, they would only defend that belt at that location. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, Oh, then we get the Women's Championship. It's the future Ivory, Tina Moretti, versus our old friend Candy Devine, who... What was it? Rossi he he kept calling, calling her Devian or something. Devian. What the hell was up with that? Because uh, she's so Devian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, I, is I, it misprinted on his paper? I'm guessing that's what it was. Um, and then the commentators are like, oh, he's joking. He really knows it's divine. Right. Okay, that's why he said it wrong every but she wins time. this one and he announces the winner as Devian so nobody bothered to tell him during the match that he was mispronouncing <laughs> it and here's his opponent Tema Marahor Adele Nazim <laughs> this was another one where the wrestling was actually decent yeah well yeah um, Tina Moretti hasn't had a bad match in her life no she's she not, hasn't not that I know of she's she's always been great even in Glow yeah yeah was she, she in Glow? Uh, she was in Glow. Yes, she was Sorry, in Glow. I was about to mention that. I she, watched the. Sh- well, I remember watching Glow way back then, sure. and of course, I watched the Netflix show. Yeah. And then she, I went back and watched a couple of documentaries is about the it. Only person to hold the Glow Championship, the WWF Women's Championship, and the WCW Women's nice. Championship. Nice. Yeah. She was known as Tina Ferrari. In the glow days. Oh, okay. And is one of the very few that wasn't or went, uh, uh, that wasn't a porn star at the time. I think I saw her in one of the the documentaries that I watched. Yeah. And that's why her yeah. name sounded familiar to me. Yeah, oh, I know- loved that glow documentary that was on Netflix a few years ago before they had the TV series. Oh, that was good. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it was great. good. Tina Tina was legitimately one of the nicest people I ever worked with in the business. Uh, I worked she with her one time. That way. Worked with her one time uh, in Seattle, where she did uh, an AWA Washington show, nice. and could not have been nicer. And considering that she was like one of my idols back when Glow was on, uh, yeah, I I just thought it was really nice to see a really joyous joyous nice person in the business. She lives up in I want to say the San Juan Islands of Washington now. Cool. I, um, the more you know. I always appreciated her commitment to her gimmick, mm-hmm. like, even in WWE or F, whatever it was at the time, when she was she was like the conservative Christian. Yep. It's still right to censor. She committed to it. Yeah. Um, right with Stevie Richards. Um, okay. Next, we got the tag championship with the the Killer Bees versus the New Powers of Pain, which on paper sounds good. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, and Rossi promises a battle royal. It yes. is not a battle royal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a tag team match. Not I, a battle royal. <laughs> I will say that I think I enjoyed this one most because I think back when I was a kid and I watched wrestling, mostly we were watching tag team. So maybe okay. it felt more familiar to me. Okay. I liked this one. This was, you know, good. Um, except there's a weird finish where uh, one of the powers of pain, um, not Warlord, the other guy, the Power Warrior, has a twin brother. They are the Power Twins. So they do the old switch the twin spot. Yeah, I kind of, um, I was, I didn't quite catch that as it was yeah. happening. And then all of a sudden I realized that there were three from that team in the, in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because world. the killer bees used to do the same gimmick when they right. were masked killer bees. Right. Um, what were their names? Buzz and... Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I liked this one. This one was... Yeah, no, the, the, the twin spot. I, I get it. You have twin wrestlers. You have to book them. You know, you have to book that. But it doesn't work if the good guys win. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the guys from Four One One Media said, "Shocking that something this bland would be the best match of the night." All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, then we get a promo from Superfly Brother, who would rather be anywhere else. Um, and, and what was his key line? There's going to be no monkeying around tonight. Yes, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that, Jimmy. I just love uh, Jimmy Snuka. Uh, yeah, he's taking on Cactus Jack, which I wish I could care because it's Cactus Jack versus Superfly Snuka. Again, on paper, this should be great. And it's a Lumberjack match, which they don't have enough wrestlers that we haven't seen already to make up the Lumberjacks. So it's just, let's bring out everybody else that's already wrestled tonight. They'll be the Lumberjacks. Including, I love this, they bring out the Powers of Pain and the Killer Bees like one right after each other completely forgetting that they're supposed to have heat with each other of course uh-huh. right now my question is with carlo at this point what does john wayne bobbit have to do uh, with this match <laughs> because um the greek mentioned cactus's uh, ear loss in in germany ah yeah. so he was actually without cuz i kept trying to yes. catch to yes. see if he, he is missing an didn't ear. have an ear. Yeah, he uh, he lost it uh, wrestling in Germany. He did a move where you get your head tangled up in the ropes, realized he was losing oxygen, so had to pull his head out of the ropes and tore an ear off in the process. Uh, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, this one is also promised a battle royale, which it is not. Oh. <laughs> it's just a royal... Oh, sorry. It did oh turn God. into a hell of a melee, but I would not have called it a battle royale. No, it's not. Now, <laughs> now Tanya, because we like to quiz our guests on their understanding of professional wrestling, a lumberjack match, what is the what is the main reason to have a lumberjack match? I have no effing idea. <laughs> I actually well, my note my first note on that is what is a lumberjack match. And then they explained it, and I still didn't understand what the point was. So the the idea is that lumberjacks, or other wrestlers, surround the ring to make sure that nobody goes outside of the ring. Because if they do, 
They can do everything in their power to throw them back into the ring to make sure that there's a winner because this usually happens when wrestlers run away from each other and go outside the ring and don't keep the action in the ring where there has to be a winner because this is very important because, Max... What? Um. <laughs> the match ends in a... Oh, okay. Oh, I, I understand. I, I wasn't understanding what, what you were asking, but yes, the match ends in a double disqualification. Oh, no. but in what? a lumbernet check oh, but In even, a ring out. Even worse. It ends in a count out. A double count out. In a lumberjack match. Meaning the whole reason for the match, Miss Tanya, the whole reason for the match is to keep is no these two going. guys in the ring and the result is that the match ends Get because both out. guys never got back in the ring. Yeah, I mean, they did a terrible, terrible job of keeping them in the ring. They <laughs> yes. were more out of the ring than they were in the ring. Well, again, apparently they had to bring in the entire roster, which was about seven guys, so it wasn't enough people to surround the ring. Um. Let's hear it for them, at least, gentlemen. Give it up for these two great guys. <laughs> I did like when they were fighting right there at the commentators, and I really wished that there was a camera to catch that action right there up close. Nice. Although we do get Cactus hitting Superfly with a with a table. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty cool. And that would uh, keep oh. him super grounded. And our <laughs> only chair shot of the evening happens with uh, in this match too. No, didn't Superfly somebody hitting. somebody got Herb with a chair? Oh, right, right. Earlier in the day, and he took a head, a full-on head chair shot. Now, what was most interesting about this, as I go back and do my research on this, is that when mm-hmm. he was hit in the head during one of the matches, his announcing and his thought process actually got a lot clearer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> um yeah, and then and then again, they wrestle out into the stands, which would look impressive if there were people in those stands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it really just highlights how empty the arena is. Three people scattered. Yeah. Actually, actually, I think that was the uh, special uh, section that they'd set up for all the TikTok kids. Uh, uh, and <laughs> uh, that was a TikTok special years and years before TikTok would ever be right. invented. Well, I will say it's good that they went to that section and not the other section because there would have been nobody there. Right. There were actually a few <laughs> yeah. people on that side. Uh, those were the people who were outside the arena who were going to watch on the special overflow uh, closed circuit <laughs> feed. And they decided to let him in at the last minute. <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, this is just... Oof. I, I, it's conceivable. I, it, I have said that Mick Foley never had a bad match. I'm taking that back. This is a bad match. Why would you ever <laughs> say that about Mama Foley's baby boy? Oh, I know. This is, this is bad, though. This is just, you know... And again... If you wanted to sell me on watching this, you could tell me Cactus Jack and Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> now, um, I'm, I, I'm reading a, a review from the yeah. uh, 
very esteemed publication 411 Mania, meaning this is the first time I've ever seen it, so it must be esteemed. Was it written by Scott Keith? Uh, it might be. I don't know. Uh, but it says, know side note, ring announcer Steve Rossi has to be the worst I've ever seen, and I've <laughs> seen some effing awful ring announcers. <laughs> Oh yep. boy! Uh, but he he will go down as my favorite part of this entire pay for you. Let's hear it, everybody! <laughs> Come on, give it up for him. He's a big man. Thor. Thor. Everybody shout! Everybody that. shout that! <laughs> um, and then we get Herb introducing the main events, <laughs> um, which is Sid Vicious and Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Coke level twenty five. Mm-hmm. Coke level twenty five. Um. I I was never the biggest Sid fan. This is fine, though. It's uh, It ends with a run-in by Dan, uh, Danny Spivey again. Uh, um, he comes in to help Sid. So this also ends in a DQ, which is, a, you know, it's a good strong note to end your promotion on. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, uh, <laughs> and they just keep selling... Oh, and I gotta say, for two guys that have a reputation for being that stiff, this looked really weak. Um, <laughs> well, Sid, Sid, Sid was uh, doing softball at the time. Yeah, Tanya, uh, stiff uh, means. Um, <laughs> yes, please explain this to Tanya. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> stiff means not pulling your punches and legitimately trying to hurt your opponent. Oh. Uh, uh, both both Steve Williams and Sid Vicious had reputations for being that way. Um, oh, gotcha. But this l- does not... That does not conveyed in this match at all. They both look very weak for some reason. Yeah, um, it wasn't a great match. No. And when you look back at the pay-per-view, you realize that the absolute biggest feud of the night in this entire pay-per-view was indeed... Dan Spivey against Mr. Electricity. Her. <laughs> God, that I hurts. mean, and they, you know, here's the thing. Steve Williams, that's a guy to build your promotion around. Sure. You know, you have him win devi- de- decisively, but I get it. They're, they promised us a Blackjack Brawl 2 that never happened. They were trying to set up the cage match. You know. And I understand I uh, Dr. Death Steve Hogan was going to be on the main <laughs> <event>. <laughs> Um... So, yeah, you're right. So that's what happens after he gets DQ'd is that uh, Herb interviews Dr. Death, who agrees to a cage match. Um, and Herb was so intimate with Dr. Death at this point. I think, uh, I think Doc would have been happy just to be back in the locker room drinking a beer. But if, did you sure. notice just how Herb was hugging him at this time, yes. consoling him? <laughs> And saying, hey, Doc, I got some stuff back in the back that'll make you feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, he was all up on him. And then this show does not end. We get, like, three recaps of the night after this. Um, because we get Herb interviewing Sid. Um, because we just got Herb interviewing Dr. Death about what happened. That wasn't good enough, so now he's got to interview Sid about Dan Spivey's run-in. <laughs> And that's because they had to fill time because Sports Channel had it as a three and a half hour show. Yeah, (laughs) I guess so, because then we get Blackjack calling out Sid and Spivey. And then we got the announcers recapping what happened. Um, 
and selling us on Blackjack Brawl 2, which never happened. Um, and I, I can then, tell you why Blackjack Brawl 2 never happened. Well, they ran out of money, right? Um, they, uh, they had 20 people at the show. Right. And unfortunately, two more people came in, and that put them over, so they were done. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly <laughs> enough, though... In doing my research, I found out that even though this was the final show that the UWF uh, ran, it would not officially be dissolved for another two years until after Herb's death. And if you look around now, there is actually, yes, ladies and gentlemen, a Herb Abrams Jr. out there trying to do a UWF. Mm. Because there was some conjecture that Herb never died. Huh. Um... (laughs) <laughs> He's with Elvis right now, uh, getting ready to do the back in Hawaii too. Elvis comes back again <laughs> in front of a record crowd of five. Five, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, no. Conjecture aside, Herb would go on to die of a cocaine-induced heart attack to absolutely nobody's surprise. While in police custody. Um, wow. To, and again. Was anybody going to be surprised by that? Um, yes, yeah, so that was the UWF Black Drag Brawl. So we said we'd give ourselves 60 seconds yes. to describe this brawl in in the best way we possibly can. Yes. So uh, who's going to set the timer? <laughs> I'll let you set the timer. I have the bell. And Go! The worst pay-per-view of all time. That uh, wasn't a pay-per-view. I, I'd have to... Worst Supercard of all time. I'd have to agree with you. It is bad. Uh, Lots of yelling. Good. Some fantastic mullets. I mean, really. Let's, <laughs> I don't think we spent enough time talking about how amazing these mullets were. Herb. Johnny Ace's mullet is a thing of beauty. Yeah. When, um, when being sold on this pay-per-view, Herb was talking about location, location, location. Unfortunately, all he heard was cocaine, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. Um, the production value, even for 1994 standards, and I tried to be forgiving on the fact that this is a 23-year-old VHS, still looks abysmal. Um so in the production costs, were there things that were above the line and below the line? Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been, right? Um, <laughs> Nothing to snort at. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> where any of the money went. Um, yeah, no, this is just... Oof, this is abysmal. Um, I'm sorry that we... Okay, Tanya actually texted me... <laughs> After watching two matches and went, are you sure you want me to do this? Because I can't find a nice thing to say about this. <laughs> Let's hear it for her, ladies and gentlemen. Do it up for I really wanted to be respectful because I appreciate that some folks really love wrestling. I personally don't get it. So I was trying to go in with an open mind, and after the second match, I'm like, I just don't know if I can watch this. This is so <laughs> bad. But the thing is, this is like the first really bad show we've done. Um, and so we, do, we we wanted to see what a bad show would be like. Yeah, exactly. Well, now you uh, know. 
<laughs> well, because our guests are not wrestling fans, right. we've been trying to do, oh, no, wait, shows we actually like and find interesting or, like, you know, interesting um, time capsules. <laughs> And she'll throw in the towel, and you will too, after watching Blackjack Brawl <laughs> from the UWF. I think I did write that down, or consider writing that down at one point. Like, I hate wrestling now. You know, like, I just, um, this yeah. show... Re- in, your, in your email to me, you're like, we're hoping to introduce people to our love. And I'm like, this is not the thing to do it with. <laughs> Well, we're just having people appreciate that some things are really, really good. And then there's her baby! (laughs) So, the next time we have Tanya on the show, we have to do, like, WrestleMania 3. Sure. You know, like, something good, you know? Um, Or do do an LPWA show or an All Japan Women show. That could be nice. Oh, yeah, that would be nice, yeah. Or uh, Lucha Underground. Yes. Um, Yeah. Ooh, that could be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do. So yeah. now, as we tend to do at the end of every show, what did you learn about wrestling, Tanya? Um, I learned that there's a, a lot of yelling and <laughs> nobody really follows the rules. At least half the fighting takes place outside the ring. And... The manager, at any point in time, can decide to throw in the towel. (laughs) You have qualified as an expert commentator. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. Let's hear it for everybody. Everybody yell that. (laughs) Tanya! Not that. Tanya! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, this show was a battle royale. (laughs) (laughs) A lumberjack battle royal. <laughs> All right, Tanya, where can we find you? Um, Not well, watching Blackjack Brawl, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm going to be spending the rest of my days hopelessly searching for Blackjack Brawl 2 and just <laughs> crying myself to Make sleep in disappointment. Um, I am on Twitter at T is for TMI, and that's about it right now. Eventually there'll be more, but not yet. T is for the Timmy that will search you from. (laughs) (laughs) Is is there anything else you want to plug? Not currently, no. Okay. But thank you. You're welcome. Okay, and you can find us on the Twitters at uh, WKIFpod. You can find me individually on Twitter at MinimusMaxim. And you can Uh, find me standing on the corner... Losing my religion. <laughs> and where can we find you on Twitter if you don't mind? I don't know where you'll find me on Twitter. Okay. okay. I, I, Craig Johnson's never been on Twitter uh, because I tried to hide. Now, my That's, alter ego's on Twitter, true. but you'll have to just find that on your no. own. Nope. Yeah. 
Sorry. That's okay. I'll cut that out, Greg. Um, yes. So, yes, you can find me on Twitter at MinimusMaxM. Keep in mind that Twitter is 18 plus and NSFW. Oh, mine is too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but mine, is, mine should be viewed by all ages. Okay. This show is... <laughs> This show does have the explicit tag, but the Twitter's not necessarily NSFW, and I, I really have to tweet more. Um, all right, so until next time, keep it kayfabe. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs> Bye.